This is the Just Live Podcast with Dan and Susie Potter, episode 21. (laughs) How do you realign your choices? In this episode, we're going to talk about the power of self-control. We begin in 22 seconds. Live life. See the good days in it. Just live. Your life is a remarkable story and adventure that only you can create. We exist to motivate and equip you to live fully alive. That's right. Today in this Just Live podcast, we're talking about choices and self-control. It's part of the Nine Align Tool, how to realign your life combining the fruit of the Spirit and the challenges of life. People often ask, what is your podcast about? And I want to tell you, it's about just living. We are here that you can just live. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together Together we we are doozy. Let's recap where we've been with this nine align tool. This is part nine. We began with how to realign your relationships with love. And then there's how to realign your thoughts with joy. And your emotions with peace. Your time with patience. Your significance with kindness. Your values with goodness. Your connectedness with faithfulness. Your power with gentleness. And today it's all about how to align your choices with with self-control. Now, if you've missed any of these episodes, just go back to previous episodes and catch these topics, the ones that hit you. They're all standalone, but together... Wow, they make a difference for sure in our life. And the thing I've seen about this wheel is I have to come back to this often. These are great reminders because it isn't necessarily in any kind of order. But the other day, there were some emotions in my life that were out of control. And I had to move into a place of peace. We have this in the fruit of the spirit But sometimes we don't know, how do we apply that? Is this the list of good things to do? No, they realign your life and my life. Right, and once again, this is all leading towards the fully alive life. And this Just Live podcast is, as Dan said, about us actually doing those things, being a part of those thoughts, maybe our behaviors, all leading towards the fully alive life. So let me be a little bit vulnerable with my choices. Sissy and I, our life contains many chapters when we have made poor, really poor choices. That's right. And that has always led us to places of regret, disunity, loss, and stuckness in our body, in our mind, and in our spirit. But we together have committed to never make decisions when we're down because those decisions we've made when we're in those really low places have always proved to be poor decisions. Yeah, and misalignment when we're talking about this wheel of life, it comes with poor choices. When we think about choices, there are two basic choices that we can take. I take you back to the Garden of Eden, and there was a tree of life, and there was a tree of death, things that led towards one of those two directions. And Honestly, when I'm making a choice, I'm not thinking about, okay, is it life or death? 
Sometimes I'm so involved in the present. I'm, I'm in the space of immediate gratification, either of my emotions, my thoughts, or my behaviors. And I'm not thinking about if I make this choice right here, will this lead down the road towards death or life? And I think if we took a little bit more stock in where it's going to lead us, mm. that might help us with our self-control and the process of making good choices. Here's the thing. As we have mentored and coached hundreds of people towards forward momentum, most often we see people either in deep pain from past choices that weren't very good, or they have a fear of future choices. See, God is, has given humanity free choice, which is to be celebrated through a party. Yeah. Woohoo! I'm all about that. But this gift of free choice, it's really misaligned unless we parallel it with self-control. All right, let's think about self-control for a moment. Definition, self-control is the ability to regulate one's emotions, thoughts, and behavior in the face of temptations or impulses. Oh, wow. And another part of it, it's a cognitive process or a thinking process that's necessary for regulating one's behavior in order to achieve specific goals. So self-control... Self-control is just controlling yourself. Okay, this is a song we used to sing as kids. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? But if we want to have different behaviors, then we might need to be thinking about what choices we want to make, what processes, what behaviors we want to change, especially if we're going down the direction of life and of meeting specific goals that we're trying to go for. The truth is, we love free choice, but we don't love control, Not especially self-control. That's right. It means we have to choose between what we can or should do and what we can't or shouldn't do. There's a list I recently have come across of things that we can and should do and things that we can't or shouldn't do. Let's look at that. So first of all, let's start with what can or should you control? So you should control your boundaries, your beliefs, and your values. You should or you can control your goals and your momentum. You should control the, the way you adapt or handle changes. You can or should control what you give your energy to or what you take your energy from. You should control how you speak to yourself and to others. And you should control your thoughts, attitudes, responses, and actions. Hopefully you're taking notes on that. There's a lot of things that you can and should do. And I just want to say, do it. Go for it. That's awesome. What can or should you not control? Mm. Opinions or emotions of others. How people respond or react to you or the motives that they have. You can't control that. We also can't or shouldn't control if people like or dislike you. The outcome of your efforts, you can't control that. Can't control the future, the past, the weather, <laughs> or even what happens around you. And you can't control how others take care of themselves. Or don't take care of themselves. You can't control it That's out and of you your shouldn't control, control it. When it comes to control, there's three positions you very likely could be in. One is you could be out of control in any area. You could be under the control of someone else, yep. or you could be in the space of self-control. And that's what we're promoting today. So to realign our choices, we must begin 
with self-control. Now, I want to take you back to when I was in ninth grade. I was on the school football team. I was pretty good. I was the starting center. That's the guy in the middle that hikes the ball. Now, this <laughs> football I'm talking about, it's not the one you kick the ball. It's, it's American the one that, football. Yeah, you, you grab it and you run with it. Well, I was really good. And at the end of my ninth grade year, I decided, am I going to continue to pursue football? I love football. I love watching. I love playing it. But there was something else I really wanted. I wanted to become a very good magician. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. The time it took to work out and to practice and to become part of a team uh, playing football, it consumed a lot of time. And I actually made a choice. And it was a very self-controlled choice because I love football. But it was to practice my magic skills. And that one choice made a huge difference in my life. When I made that choice and I was practicing every day, I began to get more and more people calling and saying, would you come and do a magic show? Would you come and speak here? Would you come? And I was still in high school. It's the same thing when I became a very good juggler or an artist or a speaker. It's the same thing as as a husband and as a dad. I made very self-controlled choices. There's other things I would have loved to have done, but I said no, so I could become very good at a few things. So self-control and choices make a difference. Two years ago, a friend of ours, David Taylor, he led a Habits for Life course. If you know, we have doozy courses. And for over three years now, we've been loading up different courses. I think there's about 50 of them now. 50 courses that we have available right now for you to take. And David Taylor is a friend of ours, and he is amazing with habits. He is consistent. He calculates things out, and he goes for it. He he was very motivating to us, really, over many years. And finally, we said, Please put together, because he's a he's a coach and he's a trainer, we said, please put together for us a course. And he did. It's called Habits of Life. It is available in our doozy courses if you want to take it. One of the benefits to me was he challenged us to find something that we could have as a healthy habit, a life-giving habit that you could do every day for five minutes a day. Well, two years ago, I was back in that space again, trying to get in in shape, trying to get my body in control and do exercises and also have healthy eating. And my chosen item to have as my habit for the entire month... With self-control. With self-control was to exercise at least five minutes a day. I started something called Betty Rocker, and I did that for about 15 minutes. Wait, is this Betty Crocker? Nope, Betty Rocker. That's Uh. her. um, She has an awesome 30-day start program, and I thought, I'm going to combine these ones and do it. It ended up being 15 minutes a day, and I also have it stacked uh, because I know that I am a breakfast eater. If you don't know that about me, I get hangry if I don't have my... Breakfast, right? So I thought, I am going to do this habit every day before I eat breakfast. I know I'm going to eat breakfast, and so I want to make sure I do this exercise routine before I eat breakfast. And I did it for 30 days. I did it for two months. I ended up doing it consistently for six months. Ooh, the crowd goes wild. With so many benefits. This was a self-controlled behavior. It also was a mindset, but I got so many benefits from it. That self-control 
allowed me to make really good choices. And this habit for life continues in my life even to this day. Now, I don't always do my exercise before I eat breakfast, but I definitely do it every day. Now, my habit for life includes trying to take 10,000 steps every single day. And that is a habit that is so good for my life. Thanks, David, for getting me on the track of Habits for Life. So those of you who've known me for a while, or if you've simply listened to the podcast, you know I love quotes. And it has been said that if you learn self-control, you can master anything. I love that. Can you repeat it? If you learn self-control, you can master anything. I love that. Now, I am not sure if it really is anything but the practice of self-control does lay a perfect foundation for making great choices, ones that align with your life values. Mm -hmm. Solomon, the wise king, once said, like a city whose walls are broken is a person who lacks self-control. If you lack self-control, it's like you have broken walls. That's right. That's very powerful. If your life seems to be crumbling in a few places, like a broken wall... There is one way to realign your life. Be, Be self-controlled self in your mind, in your body, and in your spirit. Then you'll be able to live fully alive and enjoy good days. I love that. Another habit for life that we started over 31 years ago is journaling. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember who recommended us to journal. Maybe it was Mark Kretschmar. Mark, Mark, yep, Mark, Mark Kretschmar, a friend of ours. He came to Poland back in those days when we were living in Krakow. He came to visit us, and he recommended us try to do our God time in this way. And Dan and I decided we were going to start journaling. And we decided together, okay, let's keep each other accountable. And Well, there he, were four parts to it when we first started. That's right. There was listening to God. There was reading the Bible. There was prayer and there was reflection. And on we what call we saw that around us. the big adventure. The big adventure. I still do that to this yep. day. So, so do I. 31 years ago, we decided let's do it. And we said we can't go to bed well, until first we of journal. All, what he did is he challenged us not to do this for the rest of our life, but to try it for 30 days. 30 days, we it thought. Was a 30 day is challenge. Is that even possible? It was like. Well, of, I mean, if you know us, you know, we change our furniture like every month. So <laughs> we, we love change. We, we love change. But we thought, let's try it. And I think we got to day four and we missed day five. Yep. Start and, again. And we had to start Back again. to the 30-day challenge. And we started again maybe two or three times. But then we hit 30. Mm -hmm. And we thought, let's not stop. That's, let's not stop. And the way we started this habit, this self-control, was we would ask each other, did you do your journal? You what know, day on? We're going to bed and we're like, did you journal yet? So sometimes we had to get out of bed, go find our journal, and write it. And now well, the commitment actually was we would not go to sleep unless we had written at least one word. Yep, that was like, that counted for journaling for us. That's been over 31 years ago, and now it's such a benefit. I don't even think, like, do I want to do it? It is part of my morning rhythm right now. We have been journaling over 11,350 days. We have, I think in the last count, was 219 journals. Between um, the two of us. Between the two of us. Yep. And so we find that as a very valuable and a precious item. Now, back to that 11,000 plus days. Studies say that if you do anything over 10,000 times, you're an expert. So we're an expert in journaling. And let me just tell you, if you're the person <laughs> that you are saying, 
I, I just can't journal. Here's the key. Self-control. You just do it. This is not a guilt trip. No. We've just found so much benefit from processing, from writing, from spending time. And the ability to look back and read over journals. We don't always do that. Right. But when we do, it's like, wow, that's cool. Only write down what you want to remember, by the yeah, way. I remember when I was sick with COVID and other times sick, you know, stopping throwing up for a little bit so I could do my journal. It was just a self-control thing. If you are interested in journaling and you don't know quite how to start or you want some accountability in journaling, we want to invite you to do some coaching sessions with us and we can help you process those things that you need to process or help you with whatever rhythms you need to have and put in place so that you can journal or actually anything in your life. Because self-control helps you to move from I can't do that to I can. Yes. Now, I want you to think about this. As I was just sitting here ready to push the button, play, I just started writing. Every war that's ever been fought, every abuse that's ever been felt, every harsh word that's ever been received, every crime that's ever been committed, every pain that's ever been known, every broken relationship is connected to a lack of self-control. All of these are a lack of self-control. They're all choices. Okay. They're all choices. But what if we turn that around? Those are all very damaging things. Oh, terribly. This this is like leading to the, the tree of death. Totally. Instead of the tree of life. But if we turn that around and we realign our choices with Mm self-control, just imagine the peace, the contentment, the lack of anxiety and stress in our life because we have learned the art of self-control. So here we are at the end of this podcast about choices and self-control. One of the things I'd love for you to consider is what choices are you currently making And which direction is it leading? Is that leading towards death or is it leading towards life? Now, you might need to journal, hint, hint, about this or make (laughs) a list and see what are the regular choices that you're making in your life or maybe just a current one that you're in the midst of making this future choice about. And you might also want to consider if you're going to have self-control in an area What area do you need to consider self-control in? Would it be your emotions? Would it be your thoughts? Would it be your behaviors? One of the greatest ways to live is when you're in a relationship or a situation where you have been hurt is to be able to forgive. And we've met many people who say, I just can't forgive them. Mm. Actually, that is a lack of self-control. Only when you have self-control can you step out and forgive? You're not letting them off the hook. No. But you're letting yourself off the hook by saying, this is not going to plague me any longer. So if you're if you're struggling with forgiveness in an area, as Dan said, it's not letting somebody off the hook who you're going to forgive. It's actually giving yourself a personal boundary in order to have the freedom that's needed in forgiveness. Because so often we want to control others, even with our... I'm not going to forgive you. I'm not. Bitterness is somehow trying to control them, but it destroys Mm. ourselves. So I'm not sure how. That's a choice that leads to death. Sure. I'm not sure how you're going to apply this, but I would say choices are things you make every day. And the best choices you're going to make this week, this day, this minute are going to be aligned with self-control. 
And this concludes our Nine Align tool with choices and self-control. So may you live fully alive as you love your life, your world, and your God. My name is Dan. My name is Susie. Together Together we we are doozy. doozy. Live fully. And love fully. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode 21 on choices and self-control. See you next week. If there's anything we can do to help you, to coach you forward, to move you into life fully alive, please let us know. See you next week. Bye.